Welcome to the 173rd episode of the Crack Die Podcast. We made it. We're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dokie. Yeah, between combats. You'd think I'd learn. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I'm excited because I hear hallway fights are like all the rage right now. <laughs> oh, are they? Oh, boy. So I have kind of a random question. I've been watching a lot of movies lately, and I would love to say that I'm watching like cinematic masterpieces like, you know, Gone with the Wind or, you know, Citizen Kane, but I'm watching some like really trash movies. Like I just watched Birdemic. Birdemic, what even is that? A really bad indie film. <laughs> yeah, and then I watched the cinematic masterpiece follow-up Birdemic Two, <laughs> followed by the cinematic masterpiece Birdemic the Third. Oh, okay. With the fourth coming out later this year. And then I had a friend tell me about a movie that I have to watch called Carnosaur, which I haven't watched quite yet, but it's along the same lines as it's a really bad movie, like Riff Tracks movie. So what is your guys' favorite bad movie to watch? I know this one. I'm going to start. It's a terrible film called Samurais, and it's a French-Japanese fusion flick. And it's about this video game designer who is actually this evil deity from Japan who, like, rapes women to get them pregnant to be born again. Like, it's it's really just him and it, it ends up getting set in the future and because this video game gets put into a PlayStation, it's that old, it, somehow there's this little piece that comes out of the PlayStation gets stuck on the back of your neck and you can actually like fight as the characters and it's <laughs> it's real fucking weird. And like the lady gets pregnant and like has birth over the course of like a day. It's just so bizarre. And then the love story happens. Oh, thank goodness there's a love story. <laughs> yeah, it's real weird. What year is this film from? 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just called Samurai? I will find it and I will get back to you. But if you're looking for like really dumb movies, then Euro Trip is my favorite dumb movie. Rob, I feel like we're going to go to you real quick. <laughs> well, apparently, since Heidi put it in the category, I too love Euro Trip. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't consider it a bad movie, though. Do you have the DVD version? Because the commentary is classic in that one. They do it as a drinking game. I did. I don't anymore. Ah. Man, I love that film. Eurotrip 2004, the year I graduated high school. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I have met people who know the song Scotty doesn't know, but they don't know what it's from. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I know it's from Eurotrip. I have never seen Eurotrip, but I know the song. I think the band is Lustra, I think is the name. Lustra, Lustra, something like that. It's a good soundtrack. It's got Matt Damon in it. Yeah. Wait, what? Matt Damon's in the movie. He's the singer, lead singer in the band. Oh, that's right. Quick question with this bad movies. Does it count if it's the original movie or if it's like an MST3K version of the movie? <laughs> it has to be the original because MST3K makes bad movies amazing. Okay. If we were going to allow the MST3K, I would have said Space Mutiny. If you haven't seen the MST3K version of that, you must watch it. I'm just going to say wall-mounted keyboards because it's the future. For bad movies, I hope I don't offend anybody with this one, but I kind of really love House on Haunted Hill, the 99 version or the 2000 version. Oh, yes. The one with Jeffrey Rush. Like, I love that movie. <laughs> just like the music video in the middle of it randomly. It's, it's great. <laughs> Never watched it. Don't watch scary things. It sounds scary. Only the first time. So mine, I think, have to be like more nostalgia thing. 
I used to watch on repeat uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ooh. Is that a bad movie? I don't know. I've been told it is. Oh, no. You need better friends if they're telling you that that movie is bad. <laughs> I was told that that was categorized in the bad movie category. I've loved it forever. I mean, oh, it's campy. It's so much fun. It's it's so good. And then, of course, the rock ballad in the end. That'd be like saying The Princess Bride is a bad movie. If anybody says that to me, they're not my friend. <laughs> what was the second one you said? Mortal Kombat, the 1995? 1995, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. I do enjoy that. Yeah. Man, I watched it recently and I was like, oh, yes, nostalgia. <laughs> that movie had good music. <laughs> Matt, Christine. I know there's definitely bad movies that I love, but of course I can't like think of any off the top of my head. Like in high school, me and my friends would get together and like at least once a week and we'd either watch Troll 2, which is hilariously awful, or The Room, which everyone knows is awful. (laughs) That's good. I'm also a fan of like, I love my cult classics, like, like Repo, Genetic Opera. I wouldn't say that's bad. I mean, it's not an excellent movie. Half the plot is told through comic book panels that like only sort of makes sense. (laughs) 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 It's a good time. And like I said, I love my cult classics. So like, gotta go for that. I'm starting to see a theme because that too has a good soundtrack. Yeah. (laughs) It does. Like it's got some fucking bangers on it. I love that movie. I love that movie. Sean, what are the bad movies I like? Because I know you have to have an opinion. I mean, I just don't like horror films. So I think every horror film you watch is a bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. You've actually turned me on to some really good horror films. I, too, like Heidi, do not like scary films or movies. But I've slowly started watching some of the things from the 80s. Yeah, like I can't imagine you actually sitting through VHS. But yeah, like a lot of the stuff that was terrifying back then, just because of the way things have evolved are no longer nearly as scary. And like, we're both the same. Like, I don't enjoy like the the torture porn movies. Like I won't watch Saw, like I won't watch the Saw movies. I won't watch Hostel or like any of those. But like, give me a good supernatural horror movie or, you know, like a psychological thriller. And I'm like there. So I do have a recommendation for everyone right before we get into this death battle that you're going to be a part of. If you can watch Cocaine Bear. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to see that. I don't want to see that movie, but all right. Really? Like, I don't understand it because the real cocaine bear, the story is interesting in that a real bear ate a ton of coke, but he ran like 15 feet and immediately died. Like, that's the actual story. So this whole like, what if he didn't? And what if a coked up bear ran through the city and did whatever? But then like the actual movie, there's very little cocaine bear in it, apparently, from what I've heard. So I don't know. It's just like there's a lot of other things happening in the movie that they're doing. It's not just like following cocaine bear around. So it's just not something that super interests me. It's so dumb. It got me on the kick of watching movies that are so bad. They've come around the corner to being enjoyable. (laughs) And the title of the movie kind of says what you're going to get. And if you're okay with getting a bear that did cocaine and doesn't instantly die like the real one did, and you have to not spoiling anything, but at one point it sets a trap for humans. Like, (laughs) it's so good. It's so dumb. I love it. Anyway, there you were. You just defeated two Gugs and a Dakuli. And by defeating the Dakuli, you trapped it in its extra dimensional space. So can we take a step back for a second? Yeah, absolutely. 
I didn't say what my favorite bad movies were. Oh, what is your favorite bad movie? I need to know, actually. I don't like bad movies. I think that good movies are good and bad movies. I don't want to watch them. But the thing is, like, what I would say is that for me, a movie isn't bad if I can watch it and have a good time. Like, it's a good movie. Like, there are movies that you would say, like, aren't cinematic masterpieces, and that's fine. But, like, if you watch it and you enjoy it and you would watch it again, it's a good movie. It's a good movie that does the thing it's trying to do, right? So, like, my favorite movies are, like, Big Trouble in Little China. Like, that is a fucking fantastic movie. Does it have, like, great visual effects? No. And the story is kind of goofy, and it didn't do well in the box office because the studio couldn't figure out how to sell it to white people, basically, is, is what it comes down to. But it is a fantastic movie. The comedy is solid. Like, the acting is good. Like, everything is good. But it's just kind of like this weird niche cult classic if you will and some people might not like it and that's fine but i don't think it's a bad movie there's nothing that i watch that i would watch over and over again that would be bad because if you enjoy watching it it does the thing it's supposed to do i think that's part of my problem is like what do people want out of a movie that's true it feels 90 minutes it makes you have a good like you feel good after it like at that point like check the two boxes you're done matt i feel you should have a disclaimer with that movie about drinking games though oh yeah you have to be careful with big trouble in little china because rob and i watched it if i haven't watched that movie a hundred times i'd be surprised but anyway we watched it and we did a drinking game because the main character asks questions constantly and we were like it'd be funny if when the main character asks a question you take a drink and then you realize like that that is the point that you realize that i would say 98 percent of his lines are questions oh god oh no <laughs> and you're just like like, oh, we drank this entire bottle of alcohol and we're <laughs> there's still like 20 minutes left in the movie. Like what is happening? Incredibly fucked up. <laughs> and sometimes he'll have like multiple questions in the row. I mean, that's what you just waterfall. Yeah. It's like, OK, one shot per question. OK, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 15 minutes in and we're not going to make it. <laughs> I recently watched The Craft and The Craft Legacy. And like, again, were they great? Like, no, but they were so fun to watch. Like, I would do it again. So, you know what, Matt? I initially wasn't on board with your your thoughts about that, but I'm coming around. I might tend to agree with you. That being said, there is one bad movie that I will watch over and over again just to like get people to watch it. I will watch it with you. I will take the hit so that you also have gotten this ring like disease that I have. <laughs> I mean, like the ring where you share the movie, right? And that's a movie called Skeleton Man. Skeleton Man is the worst movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it only to say that you've seen the worst movie and it will skew your perspective of every movie going forward because you'll be like, that was bad, but it's not as bad as Skeleton Man. And then you'll feel good about spending your $15 or whatever it was. Is this the 2004 movie? It's got Michael Rooker in it, as well as, I think, Casper Van Dien. Oh, boy. It's just called Skeleton Man. All right. Well, Christine, we got a movie to watch tonight. All righty. And you'll be like, just be aware. You're going to be like, did I miss something? And the answer is no. You didn't miss anything. That's what the movie's like. So just watch it. You'll be fine. <laughs> that is the best endorsement you could ever give. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now that we've had our cinema podcast created, so we now have two spinoffs. We have the Cracked Rind podcast, which is all about cheese. And I don't know how we can crack our film podcast. But last time you were here, you guys fought some gugs, you beat the gugs, you trapped a Dekuli into its 
pocket dimension, turned the lights on, which it really doesn't like. So now it's suffocated after a while. 15 hours. Yeah, 15 hours. Good job. Then you opened the door, got on the floor. Everybody walked the dinosaur. And by walked the dinosaur, I mean, you found that there was this weird pulsing, twitching bulbs on some fungus tendrils. You also see three gugs at the end of the hallway, chewing down, chomping down on some of the fungus. But I missed one very important part about this, and I apologize. So you see these three gugs, and they're not just chomping down on the fungus. You see them dipping dismembered parts of Dwergar ghasts and dipping them into the fungus and then crunching onto it. Okay. So is this like their ranch or are they like getting high off of it? <laughs> you know, I've met people who get high off of ranch, so maybe both. <laughs> so you all have the element. I- I'm assuming you're not going to try and parlay with the gugs, right? Is that a safe assumption? They're evil, right? Correct. Yeah, no parlay. Well, in that case, I would like you all to roll initiative for me. However, I would like you to all add a plus three to your initiative roll, as they are not expecting you. We don't have surprise rounds anymore, but I can give you a bonus to your initiatives. You may use stealth or perception to roll initiative, as well as your plus three. So pick your best stats and Heidi, you can use an intimidation if you'd like to roll intimidation for your initiative. I don't know if it's better than your perception or anything, but... Can I use deception? Sure. Heidi, what did you get for initiative? Ooh, got a whopping 30. Oh, a whole 30. Isn't that a diet? <laughs> yes. All right. Christine, what did you get for initiative? I have a 35. All right. Haya. 31. All right. All right. Everyone's kind of nicely in the 30s here. Matt. Uh, Twin Talon got a 45. Ruined it. Everyone was in the 30s. Of course. Speedy McSpeedy. (laughs) Sorry. I rolled a 15. And Rob, what did you get? I'll get him back for you. With the plus three and using deception, I got a 46. Woo! (laughs) Another case of lower modifier, higher roll. And he's raging. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not. I took the rage off of him, but you know what? I think he is still raging. Okay. <laughs> What's your modifier normally? Because with my deception, it's a 26. So my normal modifier that I use every day is 27. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Rob, you go first. Knife sword is raging. I'm raging. All right. I'm going to flip my staff around so the pointy end is forward. And I'm gonna charge. Okay. All I see is red. Yep. How far can I charge? I've never charged. What is your speed? I mean, one movement is 25 feet. Charge is not a thing anymore. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm playing version one and everybody else is playing version two sometimes. All right, let's go. (laughs) So two movements get you 50 feet, which is closer to the gugs. It's still up against them. That's okay. Since I'm raging, I'm gonna go screaming in. Okay. With my uh, my staff pointed forward, just like charge them. All right. Well, hold on a second. As you move 50 feet, you step onto a big swath of black mold. Can you please make a fortitude save? Sure. I mean, I'll attempt one. I don't know if I make it. 33. You think you're fine. Okay. But as you step onto that square, a big poof of black spores get thrown up into the air. Run away! I think that's three moves. Yep, that's it. 
All right, next up is Twin Talon. Okay, so the Mold Spore Clouds, are they like traps that I can do something with? Or is that not a thing I'm able to do? Yes, well, they're a hazard. So now that Knife Sword has stepped on one, I will just show you where they are. All right, there we go. Each swath of this fungus is a 10 by 10 swath. So I know it looks like there's a lot, but each 10 by 10 is one section of it. So Matt, if you would like, you can give me a nature or survival check to remove a 10 foot square patch of this fungus without triggering the spores. Okay, Twin Talon move up. Uh, it will take me two moves to get up next to, actually next towards one ahead of where he is on the map, one to the east. So we're running from west to east, so Twin Talon will get to right up to where the spores are. Wow, there's a lot of it in here. So my third action will be to try to remove some of it in front of us here. All right, are you an expert in survival? I am not, no. Okay, so then you have to use nature, and the DC is a little bit higher. Uh, okay, I'll try. Do I get to know what the DC is or no? No. Because I can get a 26 automatically. If it's more than that, then I need to roll. So I guess I will roll. You would need to roll. I will let you know. Okay. Because so I have assurance in nature. Nice. I rolled some dice secretly. All right. It looks like you managed to remove a 10-foot square patch of this. It's called Ash Web. So... I'm going to say you're going to disable this 10-foot patch. Well, at least that clears away for the melee guts to get into. Yeah. All right. So double move and some cleaning. Yep. And then Tesani's going to move in. She's not going to go past Knife Sword since he's the tank today, but she'll pull up behind Knife Sword, swooping down the hallway. All right. So this Gug is going to take a diagonal step. Does he have to stand up first? Uh, yes, he does. Thank you. Thank you very much. So first action, stand up. Second action is going to move close to both Twin Talon and Kniff Sword. Now, he moved through a patch of that that stuff. Does he set it off? Oh, actually, he does set it off, but everyone is out of range of it. Well, I mean, the Gug stepped in it. It would be in range of it, right? Yeah, it would be. It's then going to swing a claw at Knife Sword. <laughs> <laughs> no save for it. Okay. I mean, they're eating it. I assume they're fully exposed. All right. I miss my attack at knife sword. <laughs> Just too slippery in his rage. I'm invincible. <laughs> All right. So the next gug goes five, ten. Knife sword. I need another save. A fortitude save. Forty. Nice. That is a critical success. Nice. And then this Gug is going to, after it stands up and moves towards Knife Sword, it's going to swing its claw with its 25-foot reach. 25-foot reach? That doesn't seem right. Sorry, 15-foot reach. 15, 15. I can read. Even that seems long. And he misses again. <laughs> misses Knife Sword again. Misses Knife Sword. <laughs> She's back at the fortress. Also known as Warble. Soraya, it is your turn. Well, if there's one thing I can always do, it's Alchemist Fire. Yeah. Yes! So I'm gonna run forward a little bit, get about there. Get some. And I'm gonna aim for the big guy in the middle here. Knife sword or twin talon? The big guy. <laughs> Can you target it, please? She did specify, Sean. <laughs> 34. 34 will hit. Ah, smash. 12, but three splash. And I'm going to splash the other two as well. Does it catch on fire? Is that persistent fire damage? It does. It has three persistent fire as well. Nice. Very nice. 
Well, the good thing is, since I only moved once, I can do it again. Are you good with, have you assigned all the damage you need to assign? No, go ahead. Make your attack roll, please. I haven't used my hero point and I have an extra one. I'm going to hero point that. All right. Might as well. 33. All right. That's a hit. Heck yes. We're 14 more damage and three more splash. So I will say that the fungus, it's called an ash web. It's actually a fungus. It does light on fire, but it doesn't seem to affect it. Oh, no. Is the room getting smoky? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, that's my turn. All right. Brianna. Well, I was also hoping just to cast my fire ray, but if that's not going to work, Brianna's just going to do what she does best. Let me... I mean, it, it looks like it worked against the Gugs, but... I feel like Brianna's better served uh, smacking Gugs than firing at them. So she is going to double move and she will get in front of Knife Sword. She'll also, as she's passing, be like, are you okay? What is wrong with you? What did you eat in the backpack? And she will swing. 40? Oh, that's a hit. Ha ha! For 17 points of damage, because I don't think the Dread Marshal's stance gets me over here. Correct. Okay, so 17 points of damage. That's my turn. Yep. All right, next up is... Ooh! Oh, I wanted to go where Brianna was. It's fine. It's fine. It's all going to be fine. So I'm going to do sudden charge. I'm all charged up anyway. I might as well run in. <laughs> all right. And I'm going to throw myself to the right of Brianna. Shitty, shitty gum drops. And I'm going to go ahead and swing at the one to the east of me with my battle axe. 36 to hit. That'll hit. Nice. Hooray. Good things are happening. For 26 damage. All right. That is nine slashing one force. So they take all of that. Are they undead? They're not undead, right? No, they are not. They are aberrations. Okay. Aberrations are different. All right. Cool. So then that stands, and I will take one more good solid hit. Perfect. At his stupid face. <laughs> I forgot sudden charge lets you do that. Ooh. I will hero point that one. Yes. Fine. Roll one more time, please. Okay. If you had rolled another natural one, I was going to make it a critical hit, but it's just a critical miss. So draw your crit miss card, please. Oh, that was just a tease. <laughs> if you roll three natural ones in a row, I give you a crit. Okay, I'm down for that. I am dazzled oh, until the end of my next turn. Oh no. <laughs> Something feels real good, man. <laughs> didn't realize they were so big. <laughs> they're so, they're so shiny and goopy. All right. It is now my last Gug's turn. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes, you may. Which monster were being attacked? Which one did Brianna hit? The north one. Then I missed out on my reactive murder on that one. No, I'll let you reactive murder. Don't say I never did nothing for you. <laughs> okay. I mean, for a reason, I thought she was attacking the eastern one. That's why I didn't do anything. But okay. 46 is a critical hit. Okay, I'll take it. Nice. Piercing, organ scramble, triple damage. The target is Fatwagit. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, I'm going to put Fatwagit on and then uh, let me know how much you scrambled his organs. So it's 29 times three. I didn't put precise debilitation on them before because I didn't attack before. I was removing fungus. 17 plus 12 is 29 times three is 87. So 87 points of damage, that's that's a lot. It's not nothing. And I'll put precise debilitation on him for next time. For funsies. All right, now it is my last Gug's turn. And what do you know, a fresh 
sandwich ran right up to its face. So it's going to punch at, ooh, uh, ooh, here comes the claws. The claws. Did this Gug stand up last time? No, he stands up for his first action. Attack opportunity from two ladies. Oh, it is true. Yeah, yeah. Brianna and, ooh, would you like to make an attack of opportunity? Absolutely. Would you like to go first? Can I do that? I'm dazzled. It just means you get a negative one on stuff. Oh, okay. Never mind. I will take my attack of opportunity. That's uh, a miss. Oh, right. Dazzled makes things concealed to you. Yep. All right, Brianna, make your attack of opportunity. All righty. Here we go. My attack of opportunity. That was a 39. Uh, that's a hit. Hooray. For 31 points of damage. Yes, because you are in the aura now. All right. Your damage? No, because it cancels out my positive damage since they are not undead. Okay. But now it's going to throw a claw at, ooh, first claw, misses, second claw, hits, does damage, does three points of damage. I don't like that. Stop it. Tee <laughs> Do my gerb. Would Knife Sword, Ooh, Tasani, or Twin Talon like to move off of the Liberation? Nah. All right. Well, then, it is your turn, Knife Sword. Okay. So I was doing some research in the time between turns, and I think I can cast some of my spells. You can. I just can't have the concentrate state. Okay. So what I want to do then is I want to stab this guy with my staff because it has a piercing end on it. So that's my first action. So fun fact, with the share rage feat, it says you stoke an ally's fury while you are raging. One creature within 30 feet gains the effects of rage, except it can still use concentrate actions. Huh. So go ahead. Okay. I think I need to add because the, uh, the rage is being taken to effect, right? So if I just roll an attack, it should do it automatically? Yep. All right. 17. So I got a 37 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. And then 10 damage. Okay. And then as the staff is stuck in him, I'm going to cast Electric Arc. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm going to shoot an Electric Arc through him and the other two. Nice. I love that spell. For 25 damage. Lincoln Reflex. All right. So first Reflex save. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a natural one. So that's double damage to the first guy. Delicious. And the second one. You're attacking the one to the north? Uh, yeah, one, the one next to you. I think you can reactively murder him, can't you? Since I attacked him and did damage. I only have one reaction a turn, but I would have been able to with your stab, yeah. Uh, okay. Damn it, I was like, I can turn it, I'm gonna activate it for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, already happened. Rob? Yeah? Would you like to describe your kill on this gug? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he stabs him in the shin with his staff, <laughs> and then he, like, shit, electricity goes from his hands up the staff, arcs through him, and then into the next guy. And he just goes <laughs> to a crispy statue of himself and then crumbles. I love it. Oh, knife sword getting the kill <laughs> off an attack. With a cantrip. He often gets a kill, I feel. <laughs> when he starts to punch things, yeah, right? All right, uh... <laughs> Matt, it is your turn. Okay. So Twin Town's going to move 10 foot to the east there. So now he is adjacent to the Gug and next to Brianna. And since it is now flat-footed to him. I need you all to stop working together so well and <laughs> stop synergizing your attacks. Uh, that's a 44 to hit. That's a critical hit. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. All right. 
standard Paizo crit card here. Surprise opening, crit effect. You gain one action you can use before the end of your turn to use an attack action against the target. So double damage and also an extra attack. That's fun. So the crit is 72 damage and I'll put precise debilitations on him. Okay. Is he still standing? (laughs) Wanna stand? Barely. All right, let's give him some stabs. Regular hit, looks like. Uh, So that's 31 plus 2d6 from precise. Additional eight, that's 39 damage. Still there. All right, and for my last action, I am going to try to disable the fungus among us. All right. Roll high. Here we go. That's how you win. 34. That is a success. Hooray. So I'm assuming you're doing the patch that is under the gug directly in front of you. Is that correct? Yes, both because it's the one I can reach and also because it will make him way easier to target once we get around all his fungus. All right. Good job on the disabling. Thank you. Uh, He goes down one more. Yep. Yep. And then... Tesani's going to go, and she's going to f- swoop around the room, not touching the ground, and she's going to land behind the gug so that she gives Brianna some plank. Aw, thanks, buddy. That's what we do. <laughs> That's my plus two pterodactyl. Pterodactyl of plus two. <laughs> yeah, because they're my plus two. So what runes do you have on her? <laughs> <laughs> the squawking rune. Flight. And the Brazilian rune. The samba rune. So... We're going to just do some furious clawing at four people here. Starting with, ooh, first claw. Ooh, that's a hit. That's a 42 to hit. Second attack is against Brianna. I would like to protect, ooh, my brain short-circuited there. You miss against me, I think. That's fine. Uh, I was, that's why I was going to roll first. I miss against you. I miss by eight. This is for Twin Talon. Oh, I guess if you liberate Twin Talon and Tasani could take steps away before I get the attack. We could, but we're probably not going to. Okay, then I will keep rolling my attacks at you then. This one is towards Twin Talon. Another miss. And Tesani gets a claw. No, my girl. I don't like that they changed how Animal Companion's AC works just before I got my Animal Companion to the level at which I could have taken advantage of the broken way that it used to work. <laughs> uh, that's a hit against Tesani. So Ooh and Tesani both are going to take damage. Whoever takes more damage, I liberate. Can I do that? Like, ooh. No, wait. Oh, do I have to have my shield up? Because I can liberate Tesani and then shield. Ooh. You didn't bring your shield up as far as I remember, right? You didn't raise your shield? I did not. So you can't do the shield block. You already liberated once on the other Gug. So you have one liberate left. So you would use it on one of them. Right. My only question was if I had, like, was the requirement for me to use the companion shield block that I had to have my shield up? Correct, yes. So whoever takes more damage, I will happily liberate if that's okay. All right. Who is taking, would be taking 28, but she's taking 16 less, which is 12 for Ooh and 24 Tesani. Well, hang on. Also, sorry to jump around and be rude, but in terms of how many hit points Tesani has in comparison to Ooh, I'd like to factor that into if that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you also know that Twin Talon can heal Tesani. Oh, that's right. Okay, then. Then it would make sense. It would be for Ooh then. Yeah, you can liberate Ooh. That's fine. 12 for Ooh, and Tissani now only has 110 hit points left. Only, man. All right. And now for my third action, because Furious Claw is two actions, I will bite Ooh 
with my lowest attack modifier. Love nibbles. That's a 22, which is a critical miss. Jeez. I'm sorry, did you say his name was Doug? No, Gug. <laughs> oh. Just a taste. You hit an ally adjacent to you or the target. So uh, I hit Judd the Gug with uh, Doug the Gug. If you didn't know, Jug the Gug is a lady. <laughs> yeah. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. And does 24 points of piercing damage to her friend. Uh, now it's a comedy of errors. All right, Christine, it is your turn. It is indeed. Let me see. Hang on. I have to take some fire damage because I am persistently bleeding. My recovery roll says that... You're still on fire. <laughs> I will still be burning. Burn, baby, burn. All right, now it's your turn. Okay, well, that worked so well the first time. I'm going to hit the other one then and see if I can't get that one consistently burning as well. 30. Yes. Does the splash happen? The splash will happen. It's three, right? Three splash? Yep. Ugh. I'm going to hero point that one. It was a four. All right. Ugh. Wow, I got a five on the next one. I hate when that happens. So since we take the better of your two rolls, you only miss by nine, as opposed to missing by 10. So you do not critically miss. I don't crit miss. Okay, perfect. And I will double brew some stuff for next round. But they do take another three. Yeah. All right. I will double brew for next round of my last action. Very nice. Brianna, Haya, it is your turn. Okay, let's see. I think I would like to attack again. <laughs> That's my girl. And for the record, I'm attacking the one directly in front of us. The one that is directly in front of you in Twin Talon that has Tasani flanking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one. <laughs> How's a 45? Uh, that's a critical hit. Yeah, it is. Cool. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I feel like it might be wasted. I don't know. Paper cut. The target takes a negative two status penalty to attack rolls until the end of its next turn. Okay. And double demo. Critical damage is 48. Oh, all right. Is it dead? Let's see. Hang on. I got to do some math. Carry the seven. How do you kill it? I feel like Brianna does favor a lot of head lobbing since the very beginning, right? So it's probably like teetering and she will absolutely try and use its height against it again and uh, kind of jump up on a leg, a shoulder and wow, lob its head right off his shoulders and kick it off and then land back in her square before turning to I'm actually debating whether or not to move forward. Nah, I'll stay protecting the group where I am, I think. Do you want to raise your shield as the last action? Was that my second action? No. Oh, no, that was your first. Yeah. So I will strike again, and then I will raise. Okay. That is a 34. That is a hit, not a crit. Okie dokie for 24. Minus six, or minus four, I should say. So 22. And then she will raise her shield. Shield is raised. All right. Next up is... Ooh, all right, I would like to swing at this beautiful creature. I'm dazzled. 41. That is a hit. Nice. 31 damage. All right. You see it kind of teetering a little bit. Blood starts to pour out of it. Yes. It's my favorite. 36. That's another hit. <laughs> yes. Concealment check passes again. 29 points of damage. Oh, I think it was 38 points of damage the first time. Oh, that's right. And another four. All right. You can see that you've just like 
brutalize this thing. It's bleeding from everywhere. Its chest is lacerated. It's on its last legs, but it's still up. You have one more action. I say, shh, shh, I don't want to hurt you, baby. <laughs> Critical miss. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you didn't want to hurt it. <laughs> Would you like to use a hero point? I don't think I have any more. I think I used one at the top of the episode. So, awkward attack. I'm flat-footed until the end of my next turn. So I swing and a miss. That's not terrible. You hear it say, thank you for not hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can be friends. But you're not dazzled anymore, right? Yeah, but it only speaks this in Undercommon and none of you speak Undercommon, so <laughs> you don't know what it's saying. It sounds very angry as it's growling. Oh. All right, it is now the Gug's possibly last turn on this plane. It is going to take a five-foot step, which does not trigger attacks of opportunity. It does not, unfortunately. So its first action is to move five feet away from the death, and then second action is to move up to the door, and its third action is to just start pounding on the door. I wish Shaysani had attacks for opportunity. All right, that's its most likely last turn. Rob, it is, oh, actually, hang on. As it moved, I need everyone but Christine to give me three fortitude saves. Oh boy. All right, Matt, you have a critical failure and a regular failure. Rob, you have two regular fails, Rob. So if you would like to hero point, you have two. You can reroll both of them if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And Matt, you have one hero point, so you can reroll the critical fail. So I'm up from a 25 to a 31. Okay. But you still have the 26, which is a regular fail. Right. Is the 31 also a regular fail or is that pass? No, the 31 is a pass. Okay. Do I get any bonuses for having my bandana over my face? Yeah, you did take some precautions. All right, Rob, you have one regular fail because on hero points, we take the better of the two. Okay. You know what? Because you took the time to put your bandana up, Matt, your regular fail is a pass. So you're fine. However, Rob, you suddenly feel weakened as if some of these spores that have been getting kicked up all over the place have finally gotten into your system. Ooh, Rob's going to be a funky monkey. <laughs> Mechanically, Rob, you are enfeebled one and you're going to take 10 points of poison damage. Sheesh. All right. It is now your turn. All right. Enfeeble means I have a status penalty to strength. I believe so, yes. Okay. I'm going to move here and I'm going to... Where's here? Here is here, not there. <laughs> well, I was there, but now I'm here. So I've gone to here instead of there. But like if someone was listening like it was a podcast or something, where would here be? Well, I've indicated movement in a direction, so... How would you describe yourself near the room, perhaps? Oh, I moved in an easterly direction uh -huh. to be next to the UG. Okay, that works. All right, I'm casting Chill Touch. This is a living creature, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what we decided. Okay, I'm deciding it's a living creature. All right. Because <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't do this. Anyway, all right, so I think it's living, so I'm going to do this. I'm doing Chill Touch. So they have a basic fortitude save, and I do 1d4 plus my spell casting modifier. 
which I guess is 23. No, it's whatever your charisma bonus is. Okay. So expert doesn't do anything. So it's just charisma plus five, not the expert plus 18. It's the spell chill touch. Yeah. Okay. So there's 1d4 plus your spellcasting modifier, but heightening it, the negative damage to living creatures increases by 1d4 per spell level. What spell levels can you cast now? Is it level seven? Level six? Seven. Okay. It'd be a total of 7d4 plus your charisma mod. Okay. And that just counts as a seventh level spell then? Yes. It's a cantrip, so it automatically levels up to your highest level. Always. Oh, okay. I'll do that. So fortitude save, please. Fortitude? Fortitudinal save. Yep. All right. That's a success, I think. 38. What is your spell DC? 33. Yeah. So that is a regular success. So I'll take half damage. So that's uh, 10, I think. Rounds down, right? Yeah. Describe your kill. I charge towards it and I point at it. And as soon as my finger touches it, it freezes in place and crumbles. All right. Can you please give me a fortitude save? Sure. 40. Great. So you shake off whatever was in your system, but you still feel enfeebled. Weird enough. Okay. All right. So that is the end of combat. Yay! Woo-hoo! All right. Woohoo! They dead. My goodness. They did. They done knocked on that door, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the rough part. Yeah. Who knows what that means? So I'm assuming that you're going to take some time to clear the web out of this room. Yeah. Okay. So I will say you can get rid of all of the things of the ash web in... I don't know. Let's just say next week we'll figure out how long it took you to clean everything up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Boo. Uh, right, I guess. You know, we're, we're just going to clean out those cobwebs. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at, at @editingnate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.